Oh, we missed some good stuff then. After just hitting record. <laughs> That's all right. We'll, we'll hit record from the start next yeah, time. I suppose it shouldn't go on the air, should it? That kind of, uh, yeah, thought. Well, that's meant to be the fun stuff, isn't it? In yeah. between. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, well, uh, snap. Uh, same. Uh, yeah, uh, all good. Uh, I'm a little, little bit knackered, but uh, I think that's because, uh, I don't know how to put it, express it, actually. Uh, I've sort of just been paddling. Uh, paddling through 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 the storm. Uh, I haven't sat back and waited for it to pass. I think that's just what uh, knackered us a little bit this week. But how about you? Have you found it? It changes every single day. Like I have it that I have like it's not on like a weekly basis or anything. It's like a daily basis. I'm feeling different. Some days I'm feeling great. Some days I'm feeling rubbish, and that's everything in between. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a mix. I'm finding it at the moment changing like in the day, in the sections of the day. Yeah, from yeah, 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 yeah. Into evening. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And I, it's, uh, yeah, so sometimes, uh, especially with everything one's trying to do and with three kids running around and everything, sometimes you don't even aware of what's going on. I had that a little while ago. It's just like a usual day. Uh, yeah. And then I, I turned around and it's like, well, we're actually, yeah, we're, we're in real historic times again. But yeah, no, most definitely, I, I see what you mean. Like, uh, not that there's a, an equilibrium all the time with things, uh, but I think one finds a happy place personally quite a lot of the time. Uh, I've got quite mm-hmm. good at that. And uh, then I'm going to have to get a light on my face, aren't I? I just look like I'm on the dark side. Yeah, I'll sort that out next time. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's mo- yeah, it's most weird, isn't it? Most strange that. Yeah, it really is. So uh, we got a few topics to go through this week. I know you added a few uh, towards the end. So what I've, I've, it just made me chuckle the other day that it was four twenty, and I don't know if you've heard of this term before. Enlighten in the me. Uh, four twenty is it's basically international smoke marijuana day. If okay. that's what you're inclined to do. Uh, and it's the 20th of April, but obviously the Americans, they do it the other way around. So they go month and yeah. then day. Uh, and I, I just got me thinking about it because I think the culture and attitude to all that stuff has changed. And uh, it almost seems a bit redundant now to have like a celebratory day. Because for some people, it's just a very standard practice now. And for others, it's still just, you know, they don't do it, but they don't really take issue with anyone else who does. I don't know. It came to my mind because I just remember being younger and it being a lot bigger of a deal than it seems to be these days. I don't part- I don't personally partake in it, uh, but I just just came to my mind. What marijuana or drugs or what what itself? Uh, yeah, I guess the whole thing, but in particular marijuana because I think that there's now you know that whole CBD thing, which is like the medical stuff yes. about all the uh, getting you high and all the rest of it. Uh, so it, it seems that people are starting to see the medicinal side with, kind of without it just being a bit of a joke as an excuse to, to take the stuff. I can't remember what the program was, actually, now that you've said that. Lauren was watching the other day and uh, there was a there's a, a state in America. I think it was just someone traveling around America, one of those kind of shows. I can't remember what it was now. They've been to like a uh, state where basically all of their income in this state 
uh, or it might just be in a town, you know, maybe not as big as a state, maybe uh, like a city or something. All of their income, like for government and everything else, uh, comes from the prisons uh, in this in this town. Uh, right. And it's like prisons are, are about bread and butter. And then there was another one where they went to and their entire infrastructure, like this whole town has been built, this main street and uh, all the people that live there, just about marijuana. So, yeah, it's one of the places that people from all over the world supposedly go to to get it because you can get it in every single shape and form and everything else. But yeah, yeah well, I think it's Colorado where it's legal in the state. Maybe it's, it's even there. Legal to have stores and buy and uh, sell and grow the whole, the whole shebang. Yeah, I suppose, well, for me, my own personal input on it, I have never actually uh, myself uh, touched a drug uh, consumed the drug not willingly myself. Uh, I've mm. been around people that have, uh, and uh, I suppose I've been in a room where people have, and that's, uh, I think, maybe what, it's like secondhand uh, smoke, is it? The, uh, I don't know what the terminology, uh, but I've never, actually, I've never actually held a cigarette myself uh, as far as that, and nothing else other, other than, like, uh, alcohol, I suppose, uh, there's no other other drug that's passed me. But then that's where I would then sort of say, like, I have no problem with it. So if people do it, I've got absolutely no problem with it. I wouldn't want uh, someone doing like an A-class drug uh, in front of me. Uh, I couldn't think of a situation why that uh, would be acceptable, reasonable to do. To do. Uh, and obviously I wouldn't uh, be pleased if my children were doing it. Uh, you know, even marijuana, I suppose, I would steer them away uh, from doing it. Just on a principle thing, uh, I, I feel I'm a man of principle and I live by uh, principles. And I suppose I just never have just out of principle because I've always seen it as something not good for you. And uh, I was to a degree with that with alcohol as well. I went for a long time where uh, I didn't, didn't touch alcohol because it just didn't need to factor in my life more than anything. Uh, but then I've recently got into mixology and uh, been able to enjoy a drink with Lauren with my other half in that sense of being able to enjoy a drink. And that's the only way uh, I drink. I don't just drink because we're at a party or just drink because it's a Friday or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm the same. I have no appeal. Uh, with the, the only reason I even brought it up was uh, I watched the Joe Rogan podcast a lot and he's quite a big advocate of smoking marijuana and even things such as DMT, which is like mind altering drugs. Uh, and I just know that it's just the culture has changed around it in the sense that it's a lot more easier to discuss it now. And it seems to be a lot more prevalent in things like music and people discussing it and it doesn't seem to carry at least it's marijuana the same stigma that it did kind of back when we were younger i don't really take much uh night of the world so i probably missed that uh anyway <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah i live in my own little bubble don't i uh it, i'm surprised that coronavirus got into my bubble actually i've actually heard about it <laughs> <laughs> i guess once it affects you directly then you're like oh that's a thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like i can remember when we had that thing with the clouds that was going into the engines the volcanic stuff and all of that I can remember going to the dojo and people would jump. Do you remember with the planes? I don't remember this. No. Yeah, they grounded all the planes because there was a volcanic... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little Sorry, while ago. 
and yeah, yeah. I, it, meant, it must have been going for about a week or something and there was people in the dojo going oh my gosh is that I'm not there and I was like what what's going on <laughs> it's like ah no, but yeah back to the whole drugs thing I think uh, like yeah marijuana it, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing uh, but I would steer my own children away from it because I do know of people uh, close people that have overused it uh, and it has had, they ca- categorically said, uh, say it has had a negative effect on them. Uh, yeah, well, they call that one a gateway drug, don't they? So it, it, in it in itself is probably not that bad, but it, it kind of leads you down a path of doing yeah. things that maybe are a bit stronger or doing a lot more of it. And even if it's not, let's say, bad for you, it certainly does alter your state. And it's a question of why do you feel the need to alter your state and mm. you know where why why are you not okay with what your your regular state is yeah but then again is changing your state is that not any different to exercise no well and i guess this is why or a big part of why we've never had that much interest in it because i think if you especially say getting on a mat or getting in a ring and fighting someone there's not many highs like that and then no. the high of winning and all the rest of it that's that's a high in of itself. And I think a lot of people can get very addicted to that and chase that. And, you know, even to the extent of destroying their bodies to feel that, oh, feel that yeah, uh, in the same way. So I guess it's just a different, you know, a different way of packaging it. Isn't yeah. it? But still an addiction to a I sensation. did say to a lot actually uh, leading up to the, the British Championships, because we've had such a good run of events uh, recently, you know, people doing well, particularly, you know, your own daughter, Cece and that. And I, I was saying to him before the British, I was saying, uh, look, guys, uh, I'm addicted to winning. Uh, it's like it, it is a drug. And it's like the Irish Open uh, when, I, when I was saying like CC one and then James was uh, winning into the finals and that. It's like I'm addicted to this. It's like mm. it actually makes me go a little bit loopy. It's like <laughs> Roy Baker came over and he was like, Jay, just calm down a bit. And it's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm buzzing off of this. Uh, but on the, on the flip side, like you bring it up, uh, you know, saying for 420, uh, whatever the topic is we're talking about. On the flip side, I do think, uh, though, there's a lot of, uh, what's the right words, um, hypocrites, or I, I don't know uh, what the right word, maybe you can find the word. For instance, uh, you know, in our country, marijuana is bad, isn't it? You get caught with it, you're in trouble and that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't think the same uh, stigma uh, is associated to, say, alcohol or the same no. rules and laws are to other things. So, for instance, uh, I know it's not right or practical, but it's like either make everything legal and let people just get on with it and try and control it in a safe way that maybe they do with alcohol and just look at tobacco now, can't you, as an example. Uh, Or surely you've got to put everything in the same boat. Like, I would have thought there's more deaths. Or isn't one in three uh, hospital admissions related to alcohol? Be it the alcohol itself or the accident caused by it or the... Being intoxicated, yeah, yeah. In some way, so shouldn't that, I'm sure it is at least. Shouldn't that have the same to? But then eating, shouldn't that be? Uh, if, if you're going to legalize, if you're going to have some kind of restriction uh, law on uh, uh, cannabis, so, uh, shouldn't eating be as well, like sweets and bad food? 
because uh, how many people are addicted to eating crap? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, but then it's the whole thing of free choice and the freedom to to do what you like, isn't it? So you, you're free to eat what you want, you're free to drink what you want to a certain extent. Um, but yeah, there is no repercussions for overindulging and having a heart attack and costing the NHS all this money because you couldn't control your your cravings. Yeah, maybe someone uh, watching this. Addiction things like Maybe someone watching this could enlighten us on that. Like, uh, I've got my own principles that I stick to. Like, I don't touch drugs. I'm not offended if others do. Uh, but, yeah, maybe someone else could enlighten a bit more on that. I get the feeling it might be to do with just how historical alcohol is. Like, it's been around for such a long time. And maybe, I don't know, internationally, worldwide. Has it more than the other drugs and that? Well, I guess marijuana being a plant has been around as long as, but maybe not around the world because marijuana, I assume, needs a certain climate. Oh, I want you to get grow. me some history. I want you to get me some we'll history. Get, we're gonna have to, we'll research, we'll come back to it. But I know alcohol, because you can make it out of all sorts of different things, whether you've got a potato or you've got a grape, whether you've got sun or you've got cloud, everyone had and every country had their own alcohol. Uh, and alcohol and that whole process of fermenting was actually a really important way of storing food before we had refrigerators and before we had the ability to sterilize. The process of fermentation was a big way of having a clean drink because if you couldn't have water, you'd have wine because you could make sure the wine was clean through the process of fermentation. So I get the feeling it might just be that it's it's ingrained in so many cultures across the world for such a long time. Whereas marijuana, I'm sure in certain areas where it grew and they figured it out early, it was a thing. But for other parts of the world, they've probably never seen it, never touched it till it was implemented. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So for instance, the British Isles, we wouldn't have grown it here, would we, until it had been brought here? Yeah. So I, I, again, that's us making certain levels of assumption yeah. or an educated guess, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, other than that, and I guess that kind of leads into it somehow in that idea of what we restrict and what we don't. Uh, Ramadan starts today. So a lot of yeah. people are starting a month of fasting. And, you know, kind of, I know beyond the fasting, there's also kind of going inward a little bit. The idea is that you should live a bit more of a quiet and peaceful lifestyle and less focus on business and, uh, you know, relationships and all the way and just get a bit more inwards, which is interesting with the times we're in because we're kind of all forced into that to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I I, uh, I only saw today actually uh, the the reference uh, of that. You know, I'm, I don't uh, follow the faith myself, and uh, obviously not. Usually, we we know about it because we have a number of students that uh, practice, and Practicing. Uh, they they will say, "Look, we won't be able to train," or they may be having to cut down, or that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, now now you bring it up, uh, I suppose first time sort of uh, think about that one. Uh, I thought I suppose we're all kind of in some ways following that. And I would say I don't know what you've done the last couple of weeks, but you seem to be actually eating more. But we've actually. Uh, <laughs> We've actually looked at, or, you know, partly from a financial point of view, we've had to look at what we're eating and everything, uh, not yeah. eat less, but, well, in some degrees, it's like, for instance, orange juice, like I normally have a glass of orange juice. Uh, we're making sure just we're having a smaller glass of orange juice and uh, things like that. Not going as far as, you know, not having 
uh, food or water, you know, during daylight hours. Uh, but yeah, interesting. I I suppose it's all to cleanse the body, is it not? And yeah, I, there's there's different parts to it. I think a big part of it was the the idea of becoming empathetic to those with less. So okay. you experience what it was like to be poor and what it was like to go without food so that you could develop a level of empathy for people. So it became one of the, I believe it's one of the pillars of Islam, this whole principle of fasting, because it's, it's to build empathy in society. It's to try to make people understand that, you know, you might have an all right life and you might have been lucky to be born into a certain you know uh, class or certain family but not everyone is uh, and to just put you in someone else's shoes i think that was I, i'm not 100 percent sure but i believe that's the origins of their intentions with it and again anyone who's watching this can hopefully comment and give us a bit yeah. more information excuse my ignorance on that but uh i uh, yeah I, I can tell all of, if i was asked the question and had to answer uh what i believed uh it to be was following uh what they would refer to uh as uh one of their saints or uh trying to think of the word uh uh, prophets or yeah uh, we're, we're, again not wishing to assault, uh, insult the uh with what i've said but uh, and one of them went on a journey or something i thought that was kind of part of it to sort of make yeah, yourself I believe suffer. it is the story he, he walked across the desert or something for 30 days with no food or water mm. so i believe yeah yeah but and I, every culture has it in some way don't they because christianity has lent and the whole idea of giving something up and i, I believe a lot of other cultures uh, Buddhism, etc., have a form of fasting or some form of self-sacrifice at some stage. Yeah. I think that that seems to be across the board with all of them in one way or another. Yeah, I think uh, like we we could talk about uh, religion till the cows come home, couldn't you? Uh, but my my experience is uh, a lot of the religions do have very similar but different names for the same thing, and yeah. uh, ultimately, I suppose it's all or aiming to make you a better person isn't it a good thing or yeah you? it's 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 yeah it's, it's guidelines isn't it for yeah. and these days you don't really need it in the set well you know some people do but i don't personally feel like i need a guidebook but i think your your upbringing and your parents and what you're exposed to that is your guidebook because that's how you develop your moral compass for things hmm. and figure out what you value and what you care about. But I understand in a time before where we weren't able to record things the way we are now and pass on knowledge the way we were now, that having stories and ideas and concepts like that made it easier for generation to generation to just pass on good morals and uh, good things. And again, it's not to try and belittle it or say that it's all not real. You know, everyone, believes what they believe don't they but you can see even if it's not something you believe in you can see why someone I mean, it's would, a sheer it's to. a sheer number that how, how many people are practicing ramadan right now it's a sheer number isn't it massive i, I believe uh, again we, we should do a bit more research before we start <laughs> i think that's the largest religion in terms of numbers is it uh, i believe so i believe islam is the largest in terms of actual active followers okay mm. yeah. but but again it's just it's interesting how it juxtaposes with what's going on in the world right now because whether you follow a faith like that or not we are all currently being put in a situation of 
effects of some kind of restriction on yes. on the way we live our lives uh whether you whether you like it or not we're all being restricted to a certain extent so uh, it's interesting for people who practice something like that on a regular basis and they understand that i wonder if it if they handle things differently to people who have never we were saying last week that some people have never been put in a in a tough situation they've got no experience mm. of dealing with life getting a bit hard uh, so this might be the first time and you said it was going to make or break people so uh, interesting to know if, if things like fasting give people more strength in these times or not yeah or people turn to religion in these times yeah i imagine so more so than 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 before yeah 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 you had a topic for us I did. Well, uh, I don't think in our regular weekly chats we've ever spoken about religion, have we? I suppose maybe in some kind of context. No, we, might, we might have touched on it. I've, I think, I mean, I've always assumed that you weren't. Yeah. I guess that's why it's maybe never come up. I've just always assumed that, <laughs> I, yeah. uh, that you weren't at all. I wouldn't say I'm, uh, I'm an atheist. I, did you say you're an atheist? You said that last week, didn't you? When Thank I've you. looked at the descriptions, that is the one that I'd say I associate the strongest so to. The, so the atheist is someone that believes there is nothing, isn't it, uh, at the end of the day? He believes that when, when your time comes to an end, however you look at it, there is no further God. It's basically... Uh, it, it's basically science in a nutshell, isn't it? It's starting yeah. black and white, it's one and zero, it's on and off. It's like there's no more to it than what we can see and prove. Yes, I, I have. And that's only again, and I guess you just don't know until the lights go out. I just, yeah. there is no way to prove it otherwise. There is just no one who can possibly give us any evidence that there is anything afterwards. So in my mind, I get peace with the fact that, okay, well then there is nothing afterwards. And if anything, it just helps me to value what I have when I have it for the time being. That's me personally. And I completely get people who don't, but I'd assume that you'd be a bit more, I guess the words agnostic. Yeah. I, for some reason, I like the word uh, spiritualist, but I think if you yeah. said that people think you're a little bit, well, I am a bit of a hippie, I suppose. I drive a, yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, I did have long hair, but I suppose if you said you're a spiritualist, I think people believe uh, you believe in uh, like talking to spirits and reincarnation and uh, all of those kind of things. I, I wouldn't say I don't, uh, but then I wouldn't say I do. Uh, I believe I believe there is something. I believe there's something more than what science can prove. Uh, just through my own experiences in in life and through seeing death and uh, yeah sacrifices and achievements and everything else in between. I just feel there. There has to be some, or maybe it's even I want there to be something more. It'd be like if they could prove that it's just on and off, it'd be like, oh, that's a shame. I'd feel a bit like, I'd feel a bit like that. It's a bit anticlimactic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'd accept it. I could, you know, I could carry on. It'd be all right. Uh, but I would say that, uh, yeah, so I suppose the agnostic without looking it up in the dictionary, I suppose that would probably sum up. So, yeah, there you go. That's why we probably never spoke about. Uh, religion before so uh hey doing this exercise we've uh 
we've learned something more about each other. What I was going to, uh, like, I think it would be a bit more of our, our actual usual weekly conversation is uh, logistics. Logistics. I don't know how, like you're saying, it's changing day, you know, hour by hour for you. Uh, but I just find uh, the whole uh, logistics of things at times is just uh, a bloody nightmare. You know, as in you can feel it sitting on like a monkey on your back. Uh, for instance, plate spinning. Uh, I, I feel and I always have that I just spin so many plates. And as you're getting one nice and true and going, you've got to catch like five others before they uh, fall off and fall down. And I suppose the other uh, side of that is just wearing so many different hats and how you have to go from one moment like earlier, I was, uh, you know, writing a, a response to a dad who's just said, look, they've got no money. They're going to have to stop their membership. Uh, you know, literally, they have no money. Uh, and then Poppy's over, well, probably calling me to go to the toilet to wipe a butt. It's like, it, it's such a, a sun change of hat that you've then got to go back to. So, yeah, uh, I suppose that's a normal week when you'd ask, oh, how, how is it? It's just, yeah, the, the logistics of everything is like just crazy at the moment, it feels. Yeah, well, I've had a lot of messages, you know, we, we are, we're both, we're both running martial arts schools and we're obviously talking with all these parents and students who are, they're, if they're telling you they're not paying, the majority of them are, I don't know if you'd say kind enough, but they want to give you the reasoning behind it. Yeah. So you kind of, you're getting people's background story. And we said a few weeks ago, it's been almost nice that we get to know things about people that we never knew before. Hmm. Like I had a conversation with a mum the other day and she was saying that the kids are really struggling with having dad home all the time because they're so excited to have him there, but he's working from home. So he's not actually there to be played with or spoke to. He's at his desk, he's got his headphones on uh, and they keep coming up to him going, dad, play with me, play with me. And he's in a Zoom meeting or whatever. Uh, and he's then lashing out at the kids uh yeah, this wasn't what she said but i can imagine yeah. that there's i can imagine the frustration of it all that that it's just very difficult because it's like you said he's trying to be a dad but at the same time he's effectively at work and you know then you got the wife and you got everything else going on so it's you know i i don't have kids yet so it's something that i can only empathize with but can't sympathize with because i haven't had that experience yet i know it's coming but, but it's not it's not on my plate just yeah yet. well like uh, it what was I gonna uh, put it as well we we have a couple of things actually in our house that we we're not allowed to say uh, one of them is uh, you can't say you're busy uh, because we're always busy uh, I like I don't understand what board is uh like someone said it a little while ago they said they're bored I, I don't get what that is i really i don't know <laughs> don't understand if my kids tell me they're bored it's like how can you be bored in the world that we live in i know why people get bored and how they get bored and what it is but how can you be bored in the world that we live in with so much opportunity to do stuff uh to see stuff uh even us as kids didn't have the access to the information that is out there uh, and the connectivity that they've got. Uh, like, I think if this was happening, well, I suppose maybe this kind of thing wouldn't happen uh, when we were kids. Like, they wouldn't, would they have been able to lock down the country in such a way without the same kind of communications and everything? I suppose so. I suppose so. Yeah, it would, it would certainly be done a bit differently. Maybe there'd be more people on the streets enforcing things. 
there than there is now. I don't know how much the police are having to get involved in terms of actually sending mm. people home and all the rest of it. But yeah, I would imagine it's a bit more face to face and a little less of us getting texts and emails and Facebook updates and all the rest. Yeah. Saying like, that, I still received a physical letter. Did you get one of those? Yeah, we're, well, Poppy's had a couple actually really lovely ones from her friends. Uh, oh, oh, you mean uh, actually from the, uh, no, Poppy didn't get one from the government. No, I know what you mean now. <laughs> yeah, we got... Nice we got, that her friends are sending yeah. her letters though. That's super cute. Yeah, yeah, that, that is nice. And uh, yeah, we, she started one the other week. She sent to Nanny and Nanny sent one back and that. So uh, that was good. Yeah, we got physical letters because people have been receiving ones to tell them indoors, stay indoors, haven't they, if they're uh, of the vulnerable uh as well so they've been told to stay in like 12 weeks or well they've been informed you're ill stay inside or you're yeah. vulnerable stay inside uh i, I think uh, go back to what we said I, i've kind of i mentioned this to someone the other day that uh gives us uh, a lot of advice from time to time is it also like i was saying about wearing all the hats like you gave the example of the dad that's forced into being at home right now but isn't a dad at home he's at work at home uh is there an element though also for people uh of a productive curse i might have even mentioned this before uh can you be overproductive in what you're trying to do as in we're we're productive people well you know we're i think we could both list off things that we've done this week that has benefited others as well as benefited ourselves benefited our businesses benefited our uh children benefit our partners so in a summing it all up i think we're productive people uh does with that come a productive cursor a never-ending to-do list kind of thing well it, yeah it does doesn't it because we speak about that all the time uh you know burnout is a thing and feeling overworked and like the spinning of the plates and the fact that it just never stops because you get one thing done but just because of the kind of person you are you're like well those are done let's do all of these things over here. So you're, it's never going to stop because you would never let it stop. But at the same time, you don't really want it to stop. Because like you said, I think our worst nightmare is being bored. Our worst nightmare is having to be able to sit down and go, I actually have nothing to do, nowhere to be, and therefore almost no purpose. And that's, you know, you're, you're good as dead, right? Once you've run out of purpose. However, on the flip side, yeah, I think it's purpose, isn't it? I think, yeah, that, that's a good word to put it. Uh, on What does come to mind when you say this, though, is, you know, what I really enjoy, because, I, I, again, I spoke to someone the other day because we were talking about flights and that, like they, they couldn't fly or wherever they're going, and they, they were kind of relieved. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I love long-haul flights. Uh, whereas it's eight hours, uninterrupted, yeah. unconnected work. yeah. That or just like I, I can remember last time we went to the States, there was a guy behind us uh, just getting into seats and he was like, oh, man, uh, I don't know how I'm going to survive this. And I was like, what? I, I'm so looking forward to this. If, you know, the Buddha was given an opportunity of eight hours, he'd find enlightenment. It's like, uh, you know, that that kind of thing, though, it, it's really weird, isn't it? It's a whole balancing act to of things but that's the the only reason you appreciate and value eight hours of being disconnected and on a plane is because you spend a hundred two hundred hours in a row of being very very connected 
and yeah. you know you're on it you're on your lists you're on your calls you're on your emails you're you're talking to this guy you're making this thing happen and then suddenly there's this pause which like you said it's it's a forced pause where you're sitting on a plane no one can get hold of you everyone knows what you are but they can't get to you and therefore that that then is appreciated it's kind of you need the darkness to appreciate the light and it's, mm. it's one of them i suppose that's what's maybe taken the longest to sort of uh, get one's head round in what we're in like five weeks into now uh, because prior to this like especially at the start of this year I've felt that I have uh, really done well with time management so like my my weekly diary I've got it down excuse me down to a T now of what I need to do I've got it split out like I was advised a little while ago uh, if you've got 10 hours of work only uh, subscribe yourself six hours. Only block in six hours, sixty percent of the time that you've got, uh, and then space it. So, if, for instance, you're going to do uh, emails in the morning. Uh, leave an hour's gap between what you do next. Okay, don't start then at midday doing uh, marketing. Start at one o'clock. So then. If you overrun, if someone walks in, if something happens, you've got to clean up. There's always like that gap and you then don't feel like, oh, I haven't got that done. It, uh, and uh, yeah, I felt I put my, well, here I can, I don't know how well it turns, turns up, but this is like my, I mean, it, it looks a little bit different at the moment, but say prior to uh, all of this kicking off, I'll, I'll find a good week. Like that, that's, that's my week diary. Yeah, I'd show you mine, but it's about the same in terms of loads of colours and loads of blocks. But I love it. I, I love uh, living it. I know for some people, they probably do their editing. But what, what I found, for some reason, a bit different about this, what we're in, I feel really frustrated that I should be doing more. And that's kind of, that, that is kind of a little bit of a monkey on my back at the moment. It feels like I, I should like the, the other stuff I know is just down to time management. Some weeks are really good uh, or I come out of a day thinking, yeah, I smashed that. I did some emails. I did some marketing. I did some uh, classes. I did uh, some time with the family, all, all the things that you wanted to do. And you come out that day like awesome. And then if I don't, I can put it down to time management. But right now I just feel like it's not even a time thing. I just feel like I should be doing or should have achieved done more to sort of not fix it I don't know hard to explain really I don't know if you felt that yeah I, I do know what you mean it's it doesn't feel enough at the end of the day a lot of the time and you've done like you've done everything on the lists or you've, you've done loads on the lists but you get into bed I know what you mean just now it's same. just now it, it, this this wasn't happening in February this this has only yeah, been yeah. happening in the last five weeks whilst this is happening yeah, yeah completely uh, what I've been trying to use if anyone else is is experiencing this I've been trying to use a daily highlight so in the morning I decide one thing where I say if I can only get this thing done today I can go to bed at peace so like, i'm not i'm gonna get other things done but this is the one the big job the big priority that if this gets done today and nothing else manages to get done i will be able to sleep at night uh, or not sleep at night but relax at night so that that's what i've been using and i start each day with with one main focus and then i fill it out in and around that give us an so example it gets to the end so example is 
for example, this podcast, I had one day where the, the highlight of the day was to edit and upload and find a hosting platform to get this on. And I knew it would take, let's say, a couple of hours. It wasn't going to take the entire day. But I put that thing up there and said, that will be the thing that's going to hold the high value in the day. So if I get all of that done, which I did, video was edited, we found a hosting platform, YouTube channel was made, uh, distributed everywhere. So Spotify, we're almost approved on Apple. So oh, awesome. This week, very awesome. Uh, then I will be happy. And then I still taught my classes. I still updated my student area website. I cleaned the floors. I made dinner. I cleaned the ate, floors. I did my exercise. Cleaned the <laughs> that's floors. A, that's a highlight of your day. No, this floor. is not. This is it. The the video things, the highlight, and I still got a whole lot of other stuff done. But when it got to the end of the day, and I'm sitting there going, "Did I, I did I do floors. enough today?" I'm like, "The video got done." We're good. And the floors are clean. <laughs> Bonus points. Win-win for me. I was uh, talking to David Holland. He's a business coach out. Uh, shout out to him here. Results rules. Uh, at the start of the week, he was doing the thing with a few instructors and that uh, via uh, Nest Management. Again, a shout out to them there. Uh, big help is uh, with us at the moment and uh, what he uh, suggested which was a really good advice and I have actually since Monday been trying to apply it is uh, reward yourself with downtime uh, so like you said kind of have a goal that you're planning to do that day that week or something and then once you've achieved it then reward yourself with the downtime. I think that's what works for me. Like, uh, I, I do put myself, it's a bit weird actually. I've looked back on life and I think I've, I don't know if there's a name for it, but I've always not sort of fought as the underdog or fought for the underdog, not like that, but I've always picked the harder route uh, to go. So, like, for instance, I used to fight in a tougher division. If I knew there was a more competitive division, I used to fight in that division. Uh, I've kind of always taken that approach with, with everything. I don't know why or if that's really a good thing or not. Uh, but yeah, anyway, back to what I was saying. And uh, so I, I will choose something now uh, and then I'm going to then give myself or allow myself some downtime to as a reward for that. Uh, so it was like yesterday, for instance, I could have quite easily have spent all six hours of the morning uh, working on what I had to do, emails and all of that. But I gave myself a bit of time off because Monday and Tuesday was such a productive day. It's like, nope, I'm just going to I'm just going to chill. Uh, I'm just going to take a bit longer to eat breakfast, lunch and and uh, just, just chill and not look at a few things on you know uh google a few things that i wanted to just look up and a few things like that and uh yeah that that's kind of how i've been dealing with that that thought and feeling mm, it's carefully walking the line between being productive and being busy because it's very easy mm. to just be busy all day and be doing stuff but not necessarily the thing that's going to move the wheel uh, or move the ship the fastest so I, I think at the moment, it's very easy to get to keep yourself busy and lose track of what you should be focused on or what you should be spending your time on to be productive. So uh, wrapping things up on a positive note, then what's your highlight reel for the weekend then? So what, what are you going to get to? As in what was to get done this weekend? Yeah. So I try to make sure that the weekends still be weekends and that they don't have 
business highlights. So the business, it won't be a business highlight. The big one for this weekend is my front garden, which is basically just a weed farm at the minute, not the marijuana. A weed farm. Boring, the boring English kind of weeds. Uh, I need to <laughs> de-weed the front garden and I need to do sealant. You know, that's that stuff. I need to do sealant. The sinks, the bathroom, <laughs> they're, they're, everything needs to be re Sealed. sealed. And You're then gonna... I will be happy. Anything else that I achieve that weekend will be a bonus. But if the weeds are gone and the bathroom has got fresh white sealant all around it, I will consider the weekend a success. A success. Ah, good. Yours? I like that. Mine. Well, there's a few things. Uh, I kind of, I'm good at giving myself deadlines and things that I have to do. Uh, so, uh, like, uh, I want to do a uh, family class that we haven't yet done on Zoom on uh, Saturday morning and uh, then I wanted to get a free trial out uh, as a Zoom on a Saturday as well. So I was planning that like to promo tomorrow and then on Sunday uh, we've got a Wolfpack squad training in the morning. So that kind of things that I feel I'm bound I have to do. Uh, so I suppose that doesn't kind of come into it. Uh, well, what else? Uh, what else could I I put there. It's just I will just walk around and find things. I suppose uh, I'd like to trim this bonsai. Uh, the the one where are we? This one here. I'd like to have that done at the week. The bush. Yeah, the bush. Uh, that'd be nice to to to, uh, to trim the bush and uh, maybe get the list together for my uh, camper engine. I want to take my camper engine out and put a new one in. So uh, to get that, if if I get those two things done, that would feel like a. Uh, a nice weekend oh and more importantly actually we're going to go out for a walk uh yeah. all the cashmen all the girls are going to go out for a walk we've got got that plan for saturday so if we if i if i do the walk let's say if i do the cashman walk all together uh that that would feel like it's a successful weekend i think you just hit the nail on the head with it as well because you said you'll walk around and you'll find things to do and that's what i mean is you could find all of those things to do in the day and a lot more and go to bed at night and go Mm. Uh, all right <laughs> but if you predetermine and decide a few things and put a good amount of value on them and say no these are the things these are the things i actually really care about this weekend and if i get those done plus whatever else then i'm actually going to be kind of chuffed with it and it also it brings a bit of attention to it because you're going to go on that walk now and you're going to take the time to enjoy that walk and enjoy the family time uh, and I think you'll appreciate it just that little bit more because you've decided that's something that's going to be important. a highlight or an important part of your weekend. Yeah. So yeah, everyone out there, daily highlight, pick a thing. Don't yeah. don't be busy, be productive. Definitely. Boom, well, good luck with your highlights, and, uh, and you, you're going to do Enjoy a so walk. Are you going to do a uh, social uh, of uh, doing all your sealant? Uh, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it all. It'll be it'll be boomeranged. It'll be it'll be super zoomed. Uh, I'll get it all in. Yeah, definitely. Look forward to seeing that. Well, I'll catch you on uh, Sunday morning anyway. But till then, yes. Peace out, dude. Nice one, man. See you next and, time. Uh, catch up with you next time. See you later. Boom. Um.